Hi, this is Seamus Petrie, your WPEA lobbyist, with this week's edition of the WPEA Legislative Report. As public employees, WPEA members are directly affected by the decisions that they make in the legislature, which is why it's so important that they hear your voice. Now, the legislative process can be daunting. It moves fast. They use a lot of jargon. Everyone has fancy job titles, and they make the decisions in marble-walled rooms. That's why I'm here to help demystify the process, pull back the curtain, and give you the working knowledge you need to understand what's happening with our state laws and why because knowledge is power. We last talked about the overall process of how a bill becomes a law. Today we're going to take you inside a committee hearing, and then we'll talk about what happens during floor debates in a little bit more detail. So for most of the session, committees are where the action is. All through those first two cutoff dates policy committee cutoff and fiscal committee cutoff, the legislature spends its time in committees, only spending most of their time on the floor in the couple of weeks between fiscal committee cutoff and floor cutoff. So for the bulk of the beginning of session, they're in committee rooms in the office buildings, um, separate from the the legislative building, the the dome, the rotunda that you might be used to. Committee meetings come in about three flavors, public hearings, where they get briefed on bills and hear public testimony, executive sessions, where they might amend and vote on bills, and then work sessions, where they aren't doing anything with particular bills, but instead might have topic area experts present information about issues relating to their committee. In a single two-hour legislative committee meeting, uh, you could have anywhere from one to all three of these kinds of activities. What does a legislative committee look like when you go into the hearing? So to start with, um, a legislative committee has anywhere from five members to maybe a couple of dozen for the big fiscal committees, such as appropriations or ways and means. The chair of each committee is a member of the majority party, as are a majority of the members on the committee. The committee chair runs the meeting. They'll gavel the meeting to order and might call on people to testify. They are assisted by a vice chair, which is a member of their party, who might also call on people to testify during public hearings, and who typically makes the motions on bills that are brought up for executive session. Each committee also has a ranking member, which is a member of the minority party, who is responsible for leading their party's members on the committee. The ranking member is assisted by an assistant ranking member, also of the minority party. Now, the legislators sit up on the dais. Um, It's kind of above and and in the the front of the room, uh, either in rows or like in a big horseshoe. Then also connected to each committee, sitting off to the side in the committee room, will be a handful of nonpartisan analysts, a committee assistant, and a clerk, plus a partisan staff member from each caucus. So there's a handful of nonpartisan committee staff and then a Democrat and Republican staffer for each committee. Then in the middle of the room, uh, facing the legislators, is a table where people sit when they testify, called the the testimony table, where there's a microphone, glass of water, uh, maybe a computer if people are presenting. Then in chairs towards the back of the room, that's the audience made up of members of the public, lobbyists, and reporters. The Appropriations Committee will come to order for the purpose of public hearing. Public hearing on a bill uh, will start with a briefing from the nonpartisan committee staff. The staff here will describe what the bill does. 
Uh, Nonpartisan staff are scrupulously careful about describing the bill in the most accurate and fact-based terms without having an opinion about the benefits or drawbacks of the bill. Then after the staff briefing, the prime sponsor will speak to their bill. Many times, the prime sponsor is a member of the committee. Otherwise, the sponsor will take a break from their committee or other work to come and speak to the reason that they introduced the bill. Then uh, it's time for the public to speak. Anyone can sign up to speak to a bill in favor or in opposition or just with concerns. Uh, sometimes no one wants to speak to a bill. Sometimes on a controversial bill, there may be dozens signed up or you know, hundreds even. If the committee has a full schedule with a lot of bills and a lot of people wanting to testify, the committee chair may limit folks to uh, just a few minutes to speak. So the next most common kind of committee meeting is an executive session. Uh, After a bill has been scheduled and had a public hearing, it can have an executive session, which is when a bill will be amended, maybe, and uh, voted out of committee and on to the next step of the process. Amendments to bills can do any number of things to change the bill, but they still must fall under the scope of the title of the bill. That is, the title of the bill and the rest of the bill must basically match. We'll get into this a little bit more in an episode where we talk about how to read a bill. So if there's any debate on the amendments, that happens, and then they'll vote on the underlying bill, and uh, the clerk will call the roll, and one by one, members of the committee will say how they vote. Legislators on the committee can vote do pass if they want to send the bill out of committee and forward in the process, do not pass if they want the bill to not pass, or they can vote without recommendation. Though sometimes a bill will be scheduled for executive session and will be pulled off of the calendar at the last minute, uh, a bill that actually gets a vote is almost certain to pass because the chair of the committee controls what bills come up for a vote and also represents a majority of people on the committee, so they know if they've got the votes or not. I think in my entire time working with the legislature, I've seen only two bills um, have a vote in committee and not pass. And both of those times, the chair knew that they weren't going to pass, but they wanted to make a point by bringing the bill forward anyway. It's extremely rare, though. If a bill uh, passes out of committee, um, then it will go onto the Appropriations Committee, like we, we talked about, uh, if it spends any money. And uh, just like in policy committees, the, the fiscal committees, the Appropriations or the Ways and Means Committee, will hold a public hearing, and members of the public can testify there also. There will also be, first, a briefing on the bill. But here, in the fiscal committees, testimony is just about always time-limited because of the number of bills the committee has to deal with in such a short amount of time. Testimony in appropriations or ways and means is also supposed to be limited to the fiscal impact of the bill rather than the policy impact. Senate will come to order. Senator Elias. Thank you, Mr. President. I move the Senate advance to the seventh order of business. Senator Elias, move the Senate now advance to the seventh order of business. Hearing no objections, so ordered. Okay, now I want to talk about what happens on the floor of the legislature. This might be what we think of when we think of the legislature. It's a you know, big rooms where there are people in, in, at desks and they're standing up uh, and delivering individual speeches. But that happens, like I said, only a few weeks out of each session. At the committee level, the committee chairs are in charge of what bills get brought up for hearing and when. But on the floor, it's caucus leadership who is more in control. I don't think we've talked about caucus leadership yet, so uh, we're going to cover them quickly. There are two caucuses in each chamber. There's a Democratic caucus and a Republican caucus. 
we would also refer to them as the majority and the minority caucus, depending on which party is in control. Each caucus has a handful of members who are elected as their leadership, and there are a few different kinds of leadership roles. The majority or minority leader would be the head of their respective caucus, setting the legislative agenda and speaking on behalf of the caucus, kind of being the face of the caucus in public. In the House, the majority caucus also elects the Speaker of the House, who outranks the majority leader and is the highest-ranking member of the House. Theoretically, the Speaker presides over House debates, but usually that job is left to the Speaker pro tem, whose job it is to provide when the Speaker isn't there. Next to the leaders, you have the majority and minority whip, um, and the whip's job is to count votes for their caucus and make sure that bills have enough support to pass, and then they persuade caucus members who are on the fence hence the title whip. Each caucus also has a caucus chair who leads the, the private caucus meetings where legislators discuss bills uh, within their own caucus. Uh, finally, each caucus elects a floor leader who runs the floor, meaning they're responsible for making the motions that bring bills up for debate or passage, and they're responsible for procedural maneuvering and strategy when necessary. And then all these positions also have deputies. Okay, that's caucus leadership, and it's caucus leadership, specifically majority caucus leadership, who is in control of what bills make it to the floor for debate. While legislators are on the floor, uh, members of the public just can't go up and talk to them. You can't just walk into the House or Senate chambers. So when they're on the floor, the doors to those chambers within the rotunda of the Capitol building, they are swamped with lobbyists and members of the public writing notes into legislators, asking them to come out and talk about particular bills. You write a note to the legislator you want to talk to, hand it to a security guard, and then the security guard will drop it on the legislator's desk, and you wait outside the door, hoping they will come out and talk to you. It's, it's not the most dignified process in the world. You can watch the legislative action on the floor from the gallery, high above the floor. From there, you can see legislators at their desks, with Republicans on one side of the aisle and Democrats on the other. Uh, the desks are facing the rostrum, which is a tiered set of desks full of House or Senate staff, and uh, they're charged with keeping track of all the various bills that are being considered. They read the bills out loud, they call roll when it's time to vote, etc. And then at the center of the highest tier is a presiding officer. In the House, it's usually the Speaker pro tem or the Deputy Speaker pro tem. Sometimes on important occasions, it'll be the Speaker herself. And then uh, in the Senate, it's the Lieutenant Governor normally. The Lieutenant Governor is not actually a member of the Senate and does not get a vote on bills unless there's a tie which doesn't happen that often in the Washington State Senate because there's an odd number of members. So when a bill is up for debate on the floor, the, the presiding officer will call on the prime sponsor to speak first, followed usually by a member of the opposite party. If there are amendments to the bill, they will debate the amendments first before uh, debating the underlying bill. Some debates can go on for a long time, some are quick. Plenty of bills pass unanimously or nearly unanimously, Others will pass with just the narrowest of majorities. Then when it's time to vote, the House votes by machine. They all press a button on their desks. They've always done it that way, actually, going back to the very first House. The Senate votes by roll call, as a staff person calls each senator's name, and then the senator will announce how they vote. Thank you. The question before the Senate is final passage of engrossed substitute Senate Bill 5288. The secretary will call the roll. Bailey. Becker. Billig. Braun. You can watch all of this, Brown. the committee hearings, the floor debate, Carlisle. on TVW. 
Uh, TBW is like C-SPAN for the Washington State Legislature. It's a way that you can follow all the action happening at the legislature um, live or later uh, via the archives. We'll be talking more about the other online tools you can use to follow legislative action in our next episode, which is going to be a video about using the legislative website. And that's it for this week's episode. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We're going to be off next week for the holidays, but then we'll be back with that video that I talked about uh, looking at how to use a legislative website. And we'll also, uh, coming up real soon, have a discussion of all of the bills that are uh, on the WPEA legislative agenda this year. As always, your feedback is welcome. You can give me an email at Seamus at WPEA.org. That's S-E-A-M-U-S at WPEA.org. If there's something that you want to see more of, a a topic that you're especially interested in, uh, or if you've got questions, um, feel free to shoot me an email. And so we'll talk to you in the new year. Have a wonderful holiday season. Remember that you are your union, and this union is you. And... We all do better when we all do better. Thanks for listening.